I just feel like we've done like two podcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So this be the third one. Every yeah. everyone has been in a different uh every, different setting. Yeah, yeah. The first one, gym. That was like, yeah, I didn't definitely didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And then the second one, like me, you, Brandon, and then we went out afterwards, you know, fucked it up. Right. I, I think we were uh, super focused on the, the party and afterwards on that second one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I could tell. I was looking at y'all like, oh, shit. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I was like, y'all, y'all really want to yeah. party? <laughs> yeah, no, bro. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was, I, I was out, bro. My mind was just out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like when, especially when you're like, rec- like uh, you're on a podcast doing something like right after, you know, like you have to like cut it short because of something like uh, people just get like distracted and shit, you know? Dude, yeah. Like it's crazy because listening to podcasts, I thought it was just you just set up, record, and then you're done. You go about your day. But then like when me and you did it, <clears throat> especially that second time i was like man this is actually this is like actual work like you have to actually set this up plan good timing yeah like be prepared to talk it's it's a lot more work than i thought at first so dude yeah on uh, the one thing that like has helped me out with like my interactions and shit is like i'll just take like 15 minutes 30 minutes and just like 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 transition to like social mode you know like uh because i have a horrible time transitioning from like you know like work mode to like home mode or like um or like work mode to like play mode you know like that shit it's just like it's it's just difficult so it's like (laughs) intentionally like switching over like it it, yeah it's just a hustle a lot you know what's it what's the process for that is it like a like a breathing technique or a meditation fucking uh i don't know like sometimes i'll just like lay down with my eyes closed um maybe just like uh imagine some like social like social like interactions or whatever or mostly just like chill you know what i mean like Mm. get rid of like what i was just doing because like i just took an ice bath and that was kind of like how i you know did it i guess (laughs) that's a way to prepare for sure that's a way to get to anything to be honest yeah, feel fucking sharp, <laughs> dude. Your 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 guys's ice bath at your place is uh, that's something different. It's way different than everybody else's outside ice bath or the ice baths we took at uh, like for football in college and high school. Your guys's is that deep. It's literally a deep freezer, and the top layer is five inches of ice. <laughs> yeah, that you break through and sit in. Yeah. It's like, uh, and you like sit on it, sit on the ice, and like I still be like all in your back and shit, you Dude. know? Yeah. No, man, that is that was different. That was different. <laughs> that was insane. Yes, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like to break through, like if we actually leave it on, like all night or something like that, you gotta go get a weight and just like break the thick ass, like a like a twenty five pound weight and just like break that shit. It's just. How, like nothing uh, works. how long have you been ice bathing now? I don't know. Like fucking uh 
maybe the past year I've been doing it like like more consistent than ever, you know. But okay. actually, I've been doing ice baths since high school. Yeah, so you've been. Would you say you've been consistently doing it? Like it's part of your routine since high school? No, definitely not. Though that's a. But that's when I first got introduced to it, and I would like, I would do it consistently in high school. Like though, you know what I mean. So right. Yeah, no, I, that's like the trend nowadays. Is me and you got mutual friends. I know a mm-hmm. couple of other people. I'm sure you know a couple other people, but everybody's getting into ice bathing. Um, and people swear up and down there's huge benefits. I personally have experienced those benefits. Um, but I don't know. Like, what what do you think? Do you think there's been like huge benefits that you've been able to depict and and tell apart from yeah. before you were ice bathing? Yeah, like um. It's like it won't necessarily get the soreness away, but it'll like, I don't know what it does. It's just like, cause like, you know, like doing deadlifts, you know, you get like sore and shit and it hurts. So you get in the ice bath and you get out. It's not like it, the soreness goes away, but it's just like, you can kind of like move better. And then also like, it makes that like recovery process a little bit faster, you know? Um, That's definitely, Yeah. But it's not like the ice bath itself is doing it. Like what happens is there's two ways of using an ice bath. And let's say like you do it every single day. If you do it every single day, then that's just uh, like train, like the same thing with like cold showers, like right. the recovery process is like a little bit less, but like, it's also the uh, like being, being able to like, like mental control, like the focus aspect of it. Like, like if you get mm-hmm. in the ice bath, you're going to get in that flow state, like immediately, you know, like if you right. go and, but if you do the ice bath, like three times a week, then it kind of like, what is it? Uh, like a resistance to it or whatever, um, like goes down. And if you do it like three times a week, then like the, the growth hormone in your brain, like increases dramatically. And right. then, uh, it'll like, help you recover and shit like faster that's insane i definitely that's something that's one of the biggest things i noticed um it's like when i uh when i want to do something hard and i don't mean it doesn't even necessarily have to be physically hard but uh mentally hard like you know maybe something like going to approach a chick and trying to get her number or something like that yeah like it was not hard but you know what i mean like there's a little bit of it's that confidence basically it, it's it like a resistance boost. right and there's like that uh like doing something like or or even uh getting up early in the morning uh what when i set my alarm and that alarm goes off it's like i get that same feeling right before i get an ice bath or uh or uh, take a cold shower and like you said the more i do it the less that uh that fight goes down in my brain to where it's like don't do it don't do mm-hmm. it you can't do it or whatever the case may be. And I've noticed that the ice bath gets easier since that's getting easier. And I'm forcing myself to do the ice bath. Things in my life are also getting easier um, due to me, you know, almost practicing doing something that I do not want to do. That is hard. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's that, like, uh, there's that, it's like jumping off of like a, like a high dive almost like that kind Literally. of effect like every time you get in 
Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's literally that's exactly jumping off a high dive. <sighs> you know that first, uh, bro. I hate high dives. Oh my <laughs> god. I only, bro. I don't even like jumping off a normal diving board. Yeah. Let alone a high dive. Dude. I just like like the like the um like the one with like the solid board that's like super duper high in the air. Have you ever done one of those? It's like a it's like a platform. Yeah, like the platform, like the Olympic thing. Mm, no, bro, I have not. The, those are I'm pretty sure. There's isn't there? A, there's like a swimming pool here in Omaha downtown, and it has like three layers, and like each layer is higher. Word, bro. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, man. It's like. This is close to like downtown somewhere. I forgot what the place is called, but mm-hmm. it has like the three levels and each level gets higher. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the first level is about as high as a high dive. So I'm like, hell no. Yeah, there, man. I mean, I feel like I feel like it would be a cool experience. You know what I mean? No matter how like scary it would be. <laughs> how like, the hell would that be a cool experience, man? <laughs> like imagine like. You're telling a story and you're like, I was so high on that thing, you could touch the fucking ceiling of the of the of the building. Oh man. <laughs> that shit is crazy. They they'll jump off those things and be spinning, flipping for mm. about 15 seconds straight. Yeah. And then perfectly land a perfect dive with no splash. Yeah, that's just that's just art. That's just beautiful, man. It is. But it um, is. I saw this video of this lady and she was like uh she was bungee jumping in like i don't know like vietnam or some shit Mm. she jumps off of this bridge and then uh and the bungee cord snaps and she lands into this river Mm. and this where'd you say this was it's like in vietnam like it's not like a like a foreign like bungee jumping thing you know right Dude, that shit's like, and that river. I didn't. I don't know what happened after, dude. But that like river was just rushing, and I don't know. Damn, like, I was like, expecting to hear she's okay, but you know that's <laughs> scary. This dude's. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. The video ended right there. It looked like she's like, uh, she probably drowned. Honestly, like <laughs> that's Why what it looked like who, happened. <laughs> whose idea was it to set up a bungee cord jumping system? right above a rushing river you know what man all the like if you jump from any of those heights you're probably dead anyway (laughs) i guess you're right (laughs) i guess there's no safe spot to jump from that high yeah i'm only uh, dude yeah after that dude i i decided like only bungee jump from like regulated spots like in the united states Mm. (laughs) you know like I'm sure, like there was like no, like that. You know, there's probably like no regulations in that Vietnamese over that Vietnamese river right there. You know, like man, people people in these foreign countries, man, they're crazy, man. Mm, probably get all this shit off of Alibaba. You know, <laughs> the starter bungee kit right off of Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the twelve year old assembled it. Like right. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <sighs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, uh, which I guess I've been thinking about it. And I know, like I, I just said, I wouldn't do uh, high dives or um, the platform jumps. But for some reason, 
that scares me more than skydiving. For real? Like, I don't know, like, bro. I don't know. Like skydiving, I feel like you're falling for a long enough time that the uh, nervousness, the intensity of your nervousness will uh, eventually fade. Yeah. It's a weird, I don't know. It's a weird, weird, weird theory I have. I'm like, if, if I'm on that, if I'm on that platform, I'm jumping off and I have about, you know, four seconds of extreme, extreme falling and uh, intense emotions. If I uh, skydive, I have like, you know, probably like a couple minutes. So maybe those first 15, 20, 30 seconds suck. But then after that, I'm like, hey, you know, I've been in the air long enough. I can start chilling, relaxing. Yeah. Like, whereas a bungee cord or like a high dive, you're scared the entire time. You're the entire time, bro. Like, the intensity, the intensity just gets worse as it goes on, especially with a bungee cord, bro. Up and down. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. And I mean, I guess the skydive is also like a little bit sexier, you know? That's what, yeah, it's like, there's a little bit more uh, majesticness to it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's people who like survive the fall, you know? So if you know that if you like your parachute doesn't open, then like you have a cool story to tell likely after like a <laughs> broken ribs and legs and whatever, you know? Paralyzed for the rest of your life. Yeah. Cool story though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I survived guess you're right, man. the skydive. I guess you're right, man. It's just with the way uh the way technology is advancing. I know me and you've been having this conversation about a couple things, but sooner or later you paralyze your body. You just have a chip entered into your brain and reset all the all the nervous system nerve endings and all that stuff and get you walking back again. Yeah, you'd be fine, dude. Be perfectly fine, you know. Get like a I mean, we might be on like, 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 imagine, like, if you're paralyzed for a few years, you know, you're plugged up or whatever. I mean, like, let's say like five years down the road, we might just have, you know, the answer to it, you know, like some brain implant or some shit, you know? What do you, what do you think as far as technology? Um, as far as being able to have technology that can, or I guess, well, uh, let me, let me ask this because isn't Elon Musk working on that right now? Where, say something you're born with uh, uh, unworking appendage, um, arm doesn't work, leg doesn't work, mm-hmm. you're paralyzed. You say five years, we'll have something that'll. That's what our technology will be able to do. I mean, he said he'd be able to do it like two years ago. <laughs> so you but... think? So do you think? I mean, I. I I personally believe the technology that they show us is yeah. nowhere near the technology that they actually have. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you think you think they have technology that can already do that efficiently? All right. So let me see if I can figure out what this is called. But there's like uh I know that in California they just or hold on. They actually just bought like um like you know those dog robots? Yeah, so the ones that the the ones that they're trying to like use in in war and stuff. Yeah, well, they put like a fucking big ass like cannon on the back of these robot dogs, mm. and they already use it. Like, like I know, like the government, like the Californian like government or whatever, 
bought a shit ton of them for like law enforcement, quote unquote, you know? Mm. And then, I mean, they're going to like the next war, I, like they're going to be there, you know? I mean, they already have robots who can like in three days learn like a basic like blue collar job. And then just the AI just does it like like yeah, it takes crazy. it three days to learn it. Three days to learn it. Well, now that you say that, I think I remember seeing something um in California or it might have even been just a state in California, but it, it could have been the whole state or not state. Sorry, city in California um where they're they legalized police forces to use robots to help enforce law and you can they have they have robots that can shoot guns and i'm pretty sure it's like legal for you to get shot by a police robot it's is le so 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 basically the police robot has the same uh legal capacity to make decision the decision to shoot somebody. Yes, yes, I'm pretty sure. Um San Francisco. It was San Francisco. Let me see, I'm pulling up a source right now. Maybe that's the place in California that I was thinking about. Yeah, San Francisco uh supervisors vote to allow police to use robots to kill and yeah. uh basically like there's a shootout like i it makes sense i get it like if there's a shootout going on um somebody robbed the bank or whatever the case may be and you have to you know you have to mitigate the problem obviously less casualties using a robot to um engage in that combat would be smarter on the human being part but that's just crazy to me like now you can get killed by a robot a robot is allowed to take your life now Dude, just imagine don't even think about like the like the fucking uh uh, uh what was that movie with the robots i robot arnold, or arnold schwarzenegger oh, i've seen terminator I yeah ter terminator i've seen i robot though Shit's uh dystopian, bro. <laughs> but... Bro, that's where we're headed towards, though. Yeah, that's, that's how everything is going to. That uh, have you seen the, the Will Smith do the interviews with the the robot that looks like an iRobot, and she's capable of having a, a intellectual conversation. The that one bald bitch with the like the <laughs> plastic face is that it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, bro, that's the that's the that's like the exact looking robot from I Am Robot <laughs> with Will Smith. Yeah, and she's having conversations. Will Smith is a fucking bitch, bro. <laughs> Just, he's such a simp, dude. Like, like activities, it's crazy. Like, like, I mean, I get like. He was interviewed by a, so like, you know, description, bald bitch, you know what I mean? I mean, he was literally interviewed not just by this AI, but also like the, or the bald AI, but also by her, his like bald wife, you know? Mm. And she interviewed about him, about like uh, fucking why she cheated on him and like how. See, yeah, bro. I heard about that and I've seen a, uh... 
you know, video, like little clips from the interview. And I've seen people make a lot of jokes about it, but I've never, like, I never took the time to watch that. But it, that's like an actual thing. Like she interviewed him. Yeah. About her like, cheating on him. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know. I feel like Will Smith likes it. <laughs> he has to. Or he either likes it or he's too invested or yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now. Um and I think like just dudes the the mass majority of men in the world right now are weaker than they were before. And you're starting to see it. Not only with, you know, how uh, how the average man may look or perform um, on physical labor jobs or whatever the case may be, but you, you're starting to see it a lot more with women. Yeah. Like uh, like women becoming more masculine, that's what you're saying? I, like that because – but I don't think – it's a mixture of everything. Like women are becoming more masculine because of – Weak men, you know, they have to wake up, uh, they have to make up for the, the less masculine men out in society. But there also is um, feminism that's playing a huge part in that and social media that's pushing that agenda for strong, independent women. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think that's very detrimental to just society in general and how women view the world themselves and men vice versa how men are viewing women themselves in the world um mm-hmm. and it's 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 crazy man it's crazy i think that's the i think personally right now that is the biggest issue um in the world right now or at least in western civilizations i, I should say so you know like u.s places in europe um all those areas whereas you go you know, Japan, you go over the Middle East, they still have traditional outlooks on life. Um, as far as yeah. men, women, roles that both of them play in society, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's disrupted. And that's like, well, first, I'm watching it firsthand in the U- US and it, it's fucking everything up, dude. Right. I mean, uh, there's like, Uh, like I've been getting like the feeling, or not the feeling, but like I've been seeing like, like uh, instances like where girls like switch between like feminine energy and masculine energy, you know. Mm. And it's like at work, yeah, masculine energy, I'm boss bitch, but like in my relationships, I have feminine energy. You know what I mean? Like now they have like the necessity; they need the necessity to like switch back and forth. So then, like. Equivalents in men, you know what I mean? I mean, are they really able to, like, like, I feel like it's not, like, with men, it's just, like, there's no, like, uh, like, with women, there's, like, a, uh, what fucking uh, reason for them to be masculine, you know? But with men, I don't think there's, there's so much, like, raised to be that, like, and it's not, like, front and center, you know? Yeah. Like women know that they need to change, but the men, so they're kind of, they're just, they're just, you know, men. <laughs> so it's like, right. it, and then like, and I wish I could speak more on it, but like, there's also like, like 
think about um greece for example like they became obsessed with like gender uh and there were a lot of them were like homosexuals and stuff like that and i mean i forgot who said it but it was one of those one of like 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 one of those like aristotle plato socrates philosophers i think it one of the later ones obviously but um mm. like they were like once the the deception the obsession with these things you know leads to like you know the civilization's downfall and it's it's uh kind of weird strange to see but also with like this you know like the red pill stuff and then like the youtube channels that like are becoming like more popular as of late to like teach you like manlyhood i guess right like that was a big part of like Andrew Tate's platform as well. And he was like the most Googled man ever, you know? So, right. I mean, that popularity, I mean, at least like that seems to be like some kind of hope in which like people are um, like trying to like regain that, I guess. But yeah, it is kind of concerning. And I, and I almost feel like it's important to like be, like uh have international like roots now more than ever yeah absolutely i i definitely uh i definitely agree with that are you so are you saying that uh with the con with the i it's a little childish with the blue pill red pill and all that type of stuff i do yeah. enjoy that content but i'm not gonna sit here and lie like it is a little childish yeah at, at least the the uh how it's presented like in the whole yeah you yeah know, beta male alpha male shit i the message is i get it and i love the message but the presented blah 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 are you saying that that content that becoming popular or is that a bad thing that that's i, I wouldn't say an obsession but that's getting that's the, like the popular talking points now are you saying that's a bad thing it's just like yeah i like i mean I'm not going to say it's like horrible, you know, um, but it's a lot of like boys versus girls shit, you know, mm. like, for example, you got a fresh versus fit and stuff like it's just like. Like one of first of all, like fresh and fit is probably like as of right now, one of the more popular ones like that, you know, you see um, and that like conference format podcast format is also like pretty popular, you know, but it's basically just like them gathering a ton of fucking whores who you know didn't did we start yeah we started um yeah yeah so we, got, we got cut off cut off. seriously what the hell yeah. 40 minutes 40 minutes oh man like what, what the hell is going yeah. on but yeah i think we got cut off um you were basically talking about how the uh red pill blue pill movement might oh, be yeah. uh, detrimental dude it's so like like i feel like in a way like there's a lot of people who like go to red pill and they like graduate that like mindset you know and like yeah. it's definitely like and sometimes you know you got to go extreme you have to be like an extremist before you can you know really find like where you're really supposed to be going you know so like i feel like if you're gonna point in a general direction then it's like cool what's the, you know you mentioned blue pill though what what the fuck is blue pill i'm pretty sure that's the uh beta mm. like your simpy beta feminine yeah. dude type of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's 
I mean, okay, so Femi, Femini, Beta, you know what I mean? That you Like, is that wrong, or is that just for certain people? What do you mean, like, wrong as in, as in immoral, or? Like, like, is that one of those things where you just be like, good for him? I personally have a strong belief men are created to be men yeah. and very masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- like, obviously we have our times and situations that we need to be, I guess you could say feminine, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, if I have a baby in my hand, I can't be, you know, masculine, rawr, rawr, rawr. Throw him in the water. Teach him how to spin. Teach him how to swim. He's a newborn baby. Throw him in, like that type of deal. And I got to be a little bit caring and loving, and you know, a little soft while I have a baby in my hand. But for the mo- most part, a man should be masculine. You can hold a baby in a masculine way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like I you mean, can like throw I it mean, up in the air and shit. You know, like. <laughs> that's true i guess i guess you're right but a a newborn you throwing a newborn yeah (laughs) it's just fun (laughs) they love it (laughs) oh oh man all right a newborn you can you can be gentle you know what i mean you gentle that's what i'm saying man you gotta be a little gentle gentle. all right yeah (laughs) <laughs> all right but like masculine doesn't mean violent you know what i mean you know so it's like no you're right you're right maybe i'm, I'm putting a little bit too i'm too sorry i get i know i understand like you're i understand the the the, the metaphor or whatever. right that's sometimes like i just but majority yeah. i don't think a dude should be soft yeah. and when i say i don't think they should be i mean 85 to 90 percent of their conscious life they should not be soft they shouldn't always be agreeable they shouldn't be weak they shouldn't be emotional like when i think of the blue pill beta whatever the hell you want to call it that's that's the traits that i think of yeah i mean like that doesn't like that does not benefit you as a man in society in any situation ever mm, i mean uh well okay here's like one way that like i like so so i think the problem with like one side versus the other you know like republicans mm. versus democrats uh you know left right red pill blue pill um whenever you have just two parties going at each other, that's just like, you're completely separating um, two different, like, like you're splitting like the consciousness, you know? And I feel like both sides are missing something. And neither one of them are really complete, you know? Like one way I would like, that I kind of realize that, like, personally, like, I have to be slightly feminine or, you know, a le- little bit less, like, like, 
if we're but so now we're gonna go you know two sides of the coin here like masculine and feminine i have to be slightly more like feminine and like uh agreeable i guess like when i'm doing like the airbnb stuff and like doing like customer service type you know so like Fair. that's like a but that's also like a specific instance you know so i feel like you have you can, like you can't be like some like ma- like a macho dude like i'm sure you wouldn't want joe rogan fucking like you know, being your customer service guy or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, as a feminine uh, no. female, like it's just like the pay attention to detail and like the, yeah, like the agreeableness with the other person, like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, yeah, that you, you're right. There's, there's certain situations that you would, um, that you would need to, you know, kind of adapt and, and, um, you know, you use some of those traits, but I'm saying for the most part, that should not be part of your, your personality Yeah. or you Yeah. like you're using, you're utilizing, you're adapting for a reason. But if you're at home or not even at home, let's say you're out um, with a group of friends, you meet a couple other people, you guys start talking and everything that the other people or even your group of friends start saying you're just agreeing with because you're scared of confrontation or uh, conversation, whatever the case may be. Um, Being agreeable to that degree is, is looked upon as weak. Yeah. And that's also like what like women do as well, you know? Exactly. And, and women, that's what, that's a trait of feminine, a feminine person mm-hmm. which a woman they are t- they are more agreeable um and it's it's just by default like a man leads a woman follows um which is the reason why women are a little bit more agreeable men tend not to be agreeable because we are natural born leaders so we need to have you know um that sense of strong sense of leadership and determination if we have an opinion, we have a way we do things that should be the way we do things. Um, and that's, that's just how I feel about that, man. I, I, I agree with what you're, what you said, where yeah. you put, you take one, one group and another group, you split them up. Um, and now both sides are incomplete. Well, I agree with that because men and women are not the same. If all men are masculine, all men are feminine, then now we can combine and have a stronger build because they will be doing their role in the relationship. The men will be doing their roles in the relationship and even just society as a whole, not just relationships. So, um, you know, when women, modern day women are picking and choosing when they want to be masculine and when they want to be feminine and men are either feminine the whole time or masculine the whole time. Um, you know, that just kind of messes up the order of everything. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's like, uh, it's so strange though, because like things just aren't black and white either, you know? So it's like taking such like, and that's also like, you know, the problem with, you know, like the red pill, blue pill stuff, it's like black and white and shit, you know? So it's like, it doesn't really like them over, like like you get like kind of the message everybody's putting out there but it's like very like 
I mean, I feel like it's dogmatic, you know, and whenever something becomes static like that, it's like, I mean, should I listen to, you know, Fresh and Fit, fucking, you know, Sneeko and shit? Right. Like, uh, I mean. I definitely am a big fan of those yeah. guys. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but, but they do, they do a lot for content and views. Yeah. Um. And they do, like you said, they just invite a bunch of, a bunch of three o fours, whores and OnlyFans chicks, and then they sit there and try to yell at them and parent them, which isn't very effective, yep. um, as far as the platform. But the message that they try to get across to viewers, I think, is worth listening to and understanding once I start yeah. paying attention to what they're trying to do. No, I agree with that, like, 100%, though. Like, the extreme, like, like the extremist fucking, you know, uh, like, like, you need that, though, to be, like, to, to, to gain that popularity, to gain that attention, you know? Like, who the fuck wants to right. sit down? Even, like, uh, I've been, like, going through, like, editing audio and shit. It's, like, yeah, you have, even though this mic might sound, like, really fucking hella good... You have to change the audio so it sounds good, crisp. There's, like, the treble and the bass are, like, both exaggerated, you know? So, like, even the uh, down to the audio, the colors in the video, like, this shit, like, needs to be, like, it needs to be better than life in order to, you know, keep a listener's yeah, man, attention. You're, you're fine. Right. You're fine-tuning the details, small details. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, with Fresh and Fist, you know, and, you know... It, Andrew Tate saying wild shit. I mean, he's been locked up for like three months now. <laughs> like, I mean, he did his job. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, that that extreme right. shit. It's. I mean, I kind of want myself. I want to say some fucked up shit. You know, but you know, it's like. Uh, but like, cause like as like you know like the content creator now, I suppose even though this is kind of like more of a hobby, you know. Right. Still content. Yeah. Too. Like, I'm. St- like it's still like like uh find myself like thinking about like like what character like should i build a character you know like a lot of people just exaggerate who they really are you know in order to like Mm. do that stuff like is that like i mean is that really necessary is that like i don't want to say necessary evil but like a necessary like uh you know thing to do i guess i don't know you're saying like building is it necessary to build your character or is it necessary to exaggerate your character? Yeah, like... Just for the... Like, like, are there... Li- I guess, sorry to cut you off, but, like, are there, like, lies almost to, like... Like, a lot of people say, like, Colby yeah. Covington is, like, a nice person in person, but... Right. Mm. For the image, that's a tough one. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one, and it's it's definitely, like... I think it's definitely different and a, a lot of pressure on you when you're in a position um, where lots of people follow you for a certain reason. Um, like you, you just gave a great example, Kobe Covington, or even like a Conor McGregor. Like people watch him, watch the UFC, pay attention to him, like him because of his character. And then you meet him in person or these guys in person. And it's like completely different than what you see on TV, TikTok, Instagram, etc. 
that's I don't know, man. That's a that's a good question. I don't know much about that. Like you got to do what you got to do for to keep your your fans interested if you're in that that high high of a level of uh, influence. Um but I, I don't know. I think I think when it comes to building a character personally if I want to influence people or have people viewing me or watching me, I would want it to be as genuine as possible. Yeah. So how I do one thing is how I'm going to do everything and how I do it on camera is how I'm doing it off camera to keep it genuine. But I mean, what, like, what do you think as far as that goes? I mean, like for, for, for example, Colby Covington, like he's like a fucking, like he like his reasons like well known like his reason was they're going to cut me so I had to like you know start telling people I'm going to kill their family and shit and talking mad right. shit and coming up with like go collab with like Donald Trump bust out some like uh, wild nicknames and shit like like he had a necessary reason like there was a clear reason you know and it's yeah. kind of you know like almost. Like, like, it's definitely, like, kind of compromising morals there, you know? Like, you're not putting... He's not putting himself in, like, a good light, necessarily. But there's definitely yeah. a reason. Like, if he's a fighter and he wants to fight, then in order to continue to fight, <laughs> he has to, you know, compromise in one way. But, but that... I mean, you also got to remember, that's, like, not, like, a, like, 1% of his life, you know? So it's, like... I guess, do you like, 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 uh, for example, like in Hollywood, like people talk about like selling their souls and shit. Like, is that kind of like a part of it? Like changing a little bit of yourself. Cause like people like, uh, Joe Rogan, for example, like, I feel like Joe Rogan's like, uh, one of the most genuine, generous dudes you could really like, like that's has like such a big platform, you know, like genuine. What did I say? Generous. Yeah, genuine. Generous, yeah. But yeah, like, like I feel like Joe Rogan's generous. I feel like Joe Rogan's same on camera as he has the off camera. I guess it's just... Right. But also, he didn't really... His podcast wasn't really like... He didn't plan to make money off of it, you know? So it's like... He's kind of just doing it as a hobby and it, it took off. Yeah. So he wasn't... So at first, I see what you're saying. Like at first, he didn't have to basically... Or he didn't feel the need to make a character that was that was a million people are going to be watching at first because he was just doing it for you know you know i'm in my basement doing something for fun with my friends and it ended up taking off and see i think that's why it's so successful and why he has a lot of people that respect him both celebrities and fans and etc is because he's genuine he is how he is off camera versus on camera um you get a lot of these you get a lot of these dudes athletes actors whatever the case may be they're they're just they're fake like sometimes and you see a lot of them go crazy too because sometimes they don't even know who they are uh the industry has them dressing up and acting a certain way singing certain things uh wearing certain things that they never would have thought they would be doing or wearing in the first place. And now 
that's how people from the outside view them. And so they feel like that's how they have to be instead of being who they really are and then end up going crazy for it, needing therapy, getting on drugs, etc. And I think that's you hit it on the nail um, selling your soul in the Hollywood or music industry, whatever the case may be, is you're giving up your 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 essence of what makes you you to put on a certain image for a certain targeted crowd yeah i mean it could also be like um <clears throat> like it's just like you see people like like you have like small you know people small creators you have large creators but like does it like speak to like what what is somebody doing it for somebody like a documentarian you know who like uh goes and interviews like uh like homeless people and like you know drug addicts and shit like that to like spread a message and like help people or is it like almost a narcissistic like uh drive almost like like it feeds that nar- like narcissistic drive there and then uh and then it's almost like like it scares me almost like when I see a video on my phone and I tell somebody about it and they're like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. Like it, like there mm. also seems to be like a collective, like driver there. Like you hop on the train for attention on your own, but you're also getting caught up in this huge, like uh social media psychic wave, you know, that carries you with it. Right. The, the same people that, uh, the same people that have control, I think either everybody is in partnership or everybody has control over the same amount of things that are at the higher level. And when I say that, I mean, when you have all these social medias um, like Instagram, obviously Instagram and Facebook owned by the under the same under the same companies, same guy. And they have a very wide range of people from all around the world all ages, all genders, everything, all races. So like you said, I feel like if they want to influence uh, emotion or action upon a certain targeted crowd, they have the data and now, you know, technology tracks everything personal. They can push out a certain video that you and your friends um, will see at the same time because you guys are in the same pool of 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 uh targeted crowds so if they have it's like a way to push and i I could be getting a little too um what's the what's the term for this um damn that just it just blew my mind anyways if they want to push a certain agenda it's easier for them to do it now Mm. than it's ever been because now we have access to push this view this point of view or this video of this person doing this to this crowd of people we have all the data of who these people are so we know that this person that lives in indiana is similar to this person that lives in california because of the accounts that they follow the birthdays races etc so we're going to push the videos out to these two and so on does that make sense yeah yeah uh it's like dude i don't want to 
I'm gonna go here, but like Kanye's right, dude. <laughs> I mean, I guess what would you say he's right about? So, <clears throat> Kanye is right about like Jews controlling or having like extremely high positions and important places and being able to like uh, control the way things go. I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but I'm saying that like now you have a identifiable group of people with like influence. So uh, one of the, so what is like so similar between uh, 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 Kanye and Hitler is that Kanye is pointing out so specific right now I'm specifically talking about like social media but if you want to talk about somebody like Henry Henry Kissinger then we can like move on to that too you know like a you know a, a famous like a like somebody who survived the Holocaust and has been a uh, been like a not only just like a negotiator for the United States but a a uh a um uh advisor for pre- like presidents since John F Kennedy okay but Kanye made there's this video and there's like Kanye made like a chart and he like highlighted all of like the people who owned like the like the news stations and uh stuff like that like he's like um he's like all these people are Jews. These people, Jews own these news stations, you know, Jews own the information here, you know? And he's like, they have control of this. And then that was the same thing as like Hitler when he was in like Venice or whatever, whatever, Florence. I I don't even fucking remember. But, um, he was like, well, a third of the population here is Jews, but I don't see any Jews. And then he realized, oh, the Jews own all of the newspapers. And then it's like, uh, where, hey, where was I going with this? So this doesn't end in, like, horrible catastrophe. As far as, like, you're talking about Kanye's right. Okay. Well, what was before that? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I think we were talking about, like, the agenda. Uh, agenda is being pushed. And, oh, yeah. And all that stuff. But I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Um. And, like, Kanye was... Kanye may be on to something as far as that, that situation's uh, concerned. And it, it stems back to the history of Hitler and what Hitler was trying to say to people. Um. And... I don't know, man. Like, there's I, I I'm into conspiracy theories a lot, right? right? And there is a lot of things that are presented to the public, and it's under these influencers, companies, etc. That have um, Jewish influence or Jewish ownership. And those things tend to be what's leading to the problems in society. Um, For example, I guess this one isn't necessarily, you know, the best reference, but 
uh, LeBron James. He's he's uh, you know one of the most popular popular athletes in the world, popular figures in general. Yeah, people look up to him. People follow him. Um, everybody knows who he is. He and he has multiple photos, um, evidence of events, etc. He has there's this Jewish leader of a group. I don't know the terms of what they call like Jewish leaders of religious groups. Rabbis? Um, and it's, I think it is a rabbi. Yeah, I think it is a rabbi. He is, uh, you know, he's he was known for hanging out with the rabbi. He uh, has multiple photos with him. He attended a wedding with the rabbi, and it was an all Jewish wedding, etc. This rabbi has connections. Uh, and this just came out, but they didn't publicly, you know, push it out to social media like they do everything else. But this rabbi has, uh, I'm pretty sure he either got locked up or he was in court for multiple sex trafficking charges. And um, it led all the way Are you back talking about to, Epstein? I'm, I don't I don't know if it has anything to do with Epstein, but this it was a Jewish rabbi. Okay. Um, I know that Jewish. LeBron was. F- See, well, okay, so there's there's another connection ah! that you just made that I didn't know. Because <laughs> um, um, you're talking about rabbis, and I but, was like, wait, this isn't a Catholic priest. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I keep going wrong. <laughs> nah. Well, yeah, no, there's uh, yeah, this dude um. See, he has multiple pictures with this dude. His name's... What's his name? Uh, It's some long Jewish name that I cannot pronounce for sure. Mm. So he's, like, from, like, Poland or Russia or something. I think Jeffrey. Yeah, some some guy. But he's... But LeBron, you know, has a great relationship with this dude. Um, Dude has, you know, um, been accused of multiple sex trafficking. Uh, Obviously... Jeff, I didn't know about Jeffrey Epstein being a Jewish Jewish guy. Um, but they've also had a lot of claims, and I'm pretty sure Kanye said the same thing, where they will use huge public figures, the Jewish, that being, to push certain agendas to keep people focused on other things, keep people weak, keep people uh, splitting apart, so that, the, so that these people can remain... Um, in power in a certain position yeah and you know like if Le- if lebron is like I, i'm like definitely far reaching if lebron's funding certain things um he fun he'll he'll wear certain companies that have been known to you know do sex trafficking or whatever he'll represent those companies uh he'll he'll wear and support their those companies stuff like that that's playing into sex trafficking and then now you see these jewish leaders who are involved with sex trafficking so it's just a connection all the way down the chain Mm -hmm. um as far as those things i mean i feel like they know something that we don't like absolutely why is sex trafficking so popular with like rich people you know like well there's yeah there's some wild 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 claims about uh about like children bro yeah um have you seen that uh like the steve harvey oprah 
and a couple other people what they used it's like a it's like a lotion that oh, you Oh the used. blood shit? Yeah, and it's from a it's from the blood of a child's a baby a newborn's foreskin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, and it literally clears your wrinkles as soon as you put it on. At the at the instant. Bro, is that that's satanic, um, dude? That's what I'm saying. Like when you have, there's a lot of you know the purity of children, and it's a fresh born human being. So you can, and if you believe in the energy and all that, you can, you know, get things from a pure newborn or young yeah. human being, and you know use it obviously for these crazy things that they're figuring out you can do. So it's I don't know, man. I'm definitely talking way out of space right now, but bro, this shit. I don't even, dude. I don't even like LeBron, dude. Honestly, I'm be for real with you. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have the last name James so that I can like, like push his name out of relevancy. You know what I mean? You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's war. Damn, your last name is James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah LeBron's my cousin, <laughs> and we have a family feud going on, bro. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, bro. LeBron James, John Cena, they're all Chinese, dude. It's whatever, bro. I don't, I don't <laughs> they're all Chinese. So, man. Nah, that's crazy. But yeah, man, I, I think that that shit is... There's a lot of crazy shit that, that goes on behind the scenes. A yeah. lot of, a lot of uh, things that are in our reality that we're not aware of that we may think is too far-fetched or fairy ish to be within our reality but when you think about it what like, when you think about where the hell we are this is some like this is some stoner shit right now you think about where we are we're floating through space we have no idea what's out in the universe we discover new animals new species new pieces of land every day within our own earth that we've been living on for multiple centuries plus and we're still figuring out stuff how are you how are you going to tell me one thing is impossible to exist in reality yeah. human beings are dark dude like human like like especially in like a first world country like this one like where all bad stuff is like shunned and um if you say something bad it's you know horrible you know so it's like like pe like people are just too nice i feel like people don't people like repress that dark side and it's just not it's just not like nothing's real really like if you think about it like back in the day you know everybody would like have a feel like like lo they loved execution day you know there's they had a big you know parade and, or they had like a whole like celebration and then they'd you know have people fucking you know they'd hang and they'd take their kids to see the hangings you know because it was fun because it was funny the way they you know dance their legs and shit you know i mean Right. They had coliseums where tigers would eat people alive. People would kill each other. You know, I mean, ours, you know, now we have regulated UFC. Now we got movies, <laughs> you know, like. Right. 
I, yeah, I, I'm definitely. I'm glad you brought that up because definitely there is some super extreme ends of you know the scale, like what they did at those times, and then you have this time now where everything is pretty much as soft as you can get. Um, but a good thing you said that I that I kind of want to bring back another point is, um, you basically said that people are too nice now. Um, and when, and I think that stems from, you know, men not being as masculine as we once were or could be and stuff. When you have a bunch of agreeable people, both men and women, um, especially men who are supposed to be leaders, protectors, and providers, it's easier to cage up and influence the, uh, the mass majority of society. If I have a group of, if I have a group of, if I have a town, right? And I want to go in the town and I want to, I want to take over, uh, five buildings in their downtown area. And I'm just going to do it with pure will. But the whole town is filled with, you know, men, masculine men who, who are protecting their, their town, their area. I'm going to have trouble doing that, and I probably won't come out successful. But if I go in there with a bunch of nice and agreeable people, and I'm like, I'm taking over these buildings. I'm going to make profit over it, and you guys just have to sit by and go go somewhere else or pay me to come into these buildings. And then they're all like, okay, we'll do it. You know, We don't want to fight anyways. Well, then, now I just have taken control over that town, and there's no structure. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a bad analogy, but that's that's kind of what I – what i mean by um, dude like that was great i thought it was great (laughs) don't kick yourself i I tried super hard (laughs) and my brain started burning while i was saying that and i was like all right this is about to sound stupid (laughs) no i mean like that's exactly what happened though you know like like people just like pillage people's shit you know and then they wouldn't think twice Mm. about it you know like like vikings weren't vikings that was just way of viking that was just like their culture you know they just I want right. to participate in Vikings, so they go pillage somebody, and they, you know, fuck some bitches and come back, you know? Like, that was just way yeah. of life, you know? It was it was necessary to be masculine, but now, not so much, you know? And, right. like, like you said, too, it's like, if you make the masculine people less masculine, then, you know, you're more privy to, like, takeovers. And I don't think it's necessarily mm. from the outside, because that's a physical threat, but when you have like that softness and people are trying to like, you know, propaganda and now you have, you know, groups that are trying to like take over your mind, like, you know, you're talking about before that shit, like it's easier for like the penetration into the mind, you know, there's not so much like a strong pillar of like morals and values mm-hmm. that you now like stand under, you know, it's like, okay, right. so everybody's saying this, you know. That's going to happen no matter what. Like, you can be, tr- like, nobody can be tricked, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you you have, like, you're on, like, th- four doses of TRT, and you live in the fucking <laughs> woods, you know? I mean, there, you, everybody's, everybody can be tricked, though, you know? So it's, it's more like just being self-aware and strong in your threat, your, your nuts, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's harder than ever now to be strong um, when everything around you is so easy, easily 
accessible. You know, like back then we would we would be gardening, growing crops and going out and hunting to get our food. Now I can go on DoorDash and have food delivered to my doorstep off of just a couple finger movements. Stuff as small as that. It's just it's hard, man. It's hard to be a strong person. Just a fat ass Egyptian such cat, easy, you know, like you're in the you're in the man. royal throne room and you got fucking, uh, you know, Egyptian emperors, you know, throwing you fish and whatever, you know, like you got Seriously. people, Egyptians warping, worshiping you and shit, you know, like just a fucking fat cat. What? <laughs> Everything. Seriously. Anything you want. And my thing is I think the, uh, the biggest thing that's fucking that up is porn. Amen, brother. It's I, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, not only this, not only because porn, you know, bro. The, okay, all right, all right. You go into it, dude, because I know you're in. Like, I know you like, uh, like you do. You know, like receiving retention shit. Just like going, like, like go into it, dude. This is like your area, bro. I don't know. But I will add. I will add something afterwards. Alright, well, basically, the a man, like, men and women are put on earth to procreate. That is the main reason of living organisms. So, men, everybody knows men are naturally horny. Because we have more when testosterone, horny, yeah. You, we have more testosterone. We have, you know, different types of hormones, uh, a lot more intense. We have the drive to, to go create a life force. You know, our the semen that's in us creates a whole nother human being so that life force is just extremely strong if if that life force is that strong and there's no such thing as wait can you get a little bit closer to the mic maybe yeah sorry okay all right but that life force is extremely strong Mm -hmm. you are naturally motivated to go do things to find a mate to find a mate, you must be a certain caliber of man to attract a woman. That's just natural biological facts. Yeah. That's how animals in general work. The, the best man gets the woman. So, if I'm, you know, have all this natural motivation, drive, horniness, whatever in me. I'm more likely to go work out in the gym, start a business, improve my intelligence, whatever the case may be. It's not going to allow me to stay stagnant. I'm going to keep moving. What in turn that's going to do is attract mates. So when you're sitting at home watching the corn, doing the deeds through your computer and your phone, what you're telling your brain is I'm accomplishing the number one goal of a human being male. So therefore my needs have all been met. You're not going to have motivation to do anything. Your body has just released the number one thing that it is made to do. So why are you going to do that and expect to, you know, have be successful, um, 
go to the gym, be the best version of yourself, find a woman. When you're literally telling your body you have accomplished the number one goal of a human being man. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I think, you know, with, with corn being accessible very easily and at a very young age anywhere, it's, it's allowed men to be a lot more docile in society and less go-getters. And it's just, you know, I could talk about this forever. I can go into details and all that. You already know this, uh, yeah. but that's that's just where I stand with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because personally, dude, um, <clears throat> like, I feel like when I'm like, you know, I haven't gone for a while, it's like, or let, let's say like, I'm like, you know, I've been beaten off or whatever, and then I'm going like, you know, a few weeks and then right. it's just like like especially that those first few days like that first week i would say first two weeks i'm just like fucking hell like 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 it's just it's like a dopamine high it's like having a messy room for a while and then cleaning it and then you just you're just on a dopamine high for like three days because your room's clean mm-hmm. you know like like right. there's no way that you know like and especially like if you're going let, let's say you beat off you know like two three times a day you know and that's like bad you know (laughs) but imagine if the so let's say so semen comes from a side of you right and you it's got minerals and you know you know and if you know girls give you a blowjob every morning and let let you nut on their face and they're gonna you know they're not gonna have as much acne and their skin's gonna be better i mean this is just scientifically proven uh, I, and I know I have an all like like probably this entire audience is male, so let your girlfriends know. <laughs> but this little tip and secret. yeah, but um, like if you're gonna let that much bl- let, let's say you nut three times a day and you let that much blood out mm. three times a day, you're gonna be and if you and, and you go work out, you're gonna be lightheaded, you're gonna be tired. You don't even have to work out. You're going to be light, lightheaded, tired, going up the fucking stairs, you know? Like, dude. Like, like, it drains the life out of you. Exactly, dude. I mean, uh, like, what, what, what other prerogative do we really have, you know, biologically? But, um, the point I was going to make, though, um, I think that, like, especially, like, like, like the reason that porn is so bad is one because it's not real, you know, um, and it just like mm. it basically just hypes up that dopamine even further from beating off, you know. Uh, mm. But then also like like when people have like niche fetishes and stuff, I think it like really like uh, so like let's say like you know there's like cause and effect for you know different things. Like for example, um, uh, like a girl could be in, like could be a whore because she has daddy issues, or a right. dude has daddy issues, so he's a little bit more of a bitch or something like that, you know. Yeah. And like there's so there's cause and effect, and like especially when you start getting to those like uh, those fetishes, like for example BDSM when you're fucking, you know, beating the shit out of each other and, like, you don't even want to... And it turns you on to be not regarded as, like, a human being. Mm. 
like there are underlying issues there and i feel like instead of dealing with that it's like your like your problem and maybe it's not even a problem but it's like your personal like consciousness conscious energy not conscious like unconscious energy like gets funneled into like a perverted way and all of a sudden like uh a piece of yourself just ain't right you know like for example like if you're gonna go and watch porn and then you're gonna go hang out with girls and then it 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 kind of like messes with you know your you know your rhythm your tempo and you know how things go and that and the girls can like kind of just sense that you know you have no semen in your nuts so you're not really like so you won't right, be able to impregnate absolutely. them <laughs> that's well. no, that, no that's that's like that's an actual thing and it, and even then like like obviously i had the i had the addiction for a long time um and it's just now taken i'm 22 and it's just now taken these past two years to notice it understand that it's an actual problem and working off of it um you look at people women especially different while you're in the midst of the addiction versus when you're out you know and you're watching the corn every single day doing the deed you look at women as straight objects you do not like there was just no view of a woman being a human being yeah i that did not correlate with my head mm because I'm feeling, you know, I'm filling my head with these videos that I'm watching. And then I go out into the world. And that's just what I've trained my brain to do and think. Now that, you know, I, I've done the hardcore work and worked out of it. I have a new appreciation for everything, but women especially. Yeah. Um. I think that's that's something that's definitely worth, you know, trying to trying to understand if you are someone who is addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sexualizing women, it's just like you just got to like they're just like, you know, people, you know, I mean, like it doesn't matter how hot they are or whatever. It's just they're just like people, you know, and it's like, right. Like you said, when you're in the midst of it, it's like, damn, you know, like and. The weird thing is, like, in order to get more girls, you have to, like, have a relationship with more, even more girls and without, like, sexual intent, you know? Seriously. And don't get me wrong, like, we're going to, we're going to think about that stuff sure. as men. Like, we're, that's just what I mean, every do. female girl but, I've, fr- like, friend I've had, I kind of wanted to fuck, but it's, you know, it's whatever. See, dude, that's a thing. Gone through the that's, head. Man, that's a, that's a whole other thing I yeah. can get into. As, as, but seriously, but yeah, no, like if you, if you can show that you're not just a creep horn dog and you're able to have women around you, that is attractive to other women. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, cause, cause that's the majority of men, you know, sliding the DMs, you know, like, damn, look fine. Or like, you know, swipe it on Tinder. And it's just like, I just feel like like especially like beautiful girls like they get approached on a daily basis multiple times a day you know i mean like right i mean 
that just shows that, you know, you know, uh, that you're head and shoulders above all the other ones, you know, <clears throat> but, um, okay. I think we've been on like the, the, um, the, the mat, like the masculinities, uh, um, no fat train for a while though. So let's like switch it up a bit. And I have, I have, I got this, you know, I got this prediction. Okay. And I don't know whether or not it's, you know, whether or not I can like actually do anything with it, you know, cause it's just an idea, you know, but I feel like right. it's kind of obvious. So then I think, so obviously I have Neuralink and we're, you were talking about this before, uh, like, I don't know, like an hour ago or so, whatever, um, about like the being able to fix like, uh, like paralysis in like, you know, arms and, and shit like that by putting something in your brain and then your lower spine so you can like complete the circuit with your legs because there's like some kind of break there or even with your eyes as well, you know, to fix the, to fix the connection in between your brain and, uh, your, uh, peripheral nervous system basically, you know? So then, and your central nervous system, I guess with eyes, especially, but I think that the fur, like, like, so, for example, ChatGPT, and I was watching. I sent you the video. I don't know if you watch. You probably didn't watch it. <laughs> it's boring. But um, uh, you got uh, basically ChatGPT is like a companion. You know, like it's this is your work companion. If you want to do one of the examples in the developer ChatGPT4 developer uh, live stream. It was like, yeah, you want to do taxes? Okay, just put in the tax code. It'll read it for you, and it'll figure out your taxes for you. And it'll figure out, like, how much money you're liable for. And it's, like, it's literally your companion, whether or not you want to do taxes, whether or not you want to do um, fucking uh, writing. You want to write an essay. You want to research some kind of topic. Like, the answer is at your fingertips basically you can subtract like tasks that would normally take you 30 minutes to an hour and reduce it like for example i was trying to like i you had this hard drive and i was and it was like and i had to like do some stuff to it in order to use it after using it to like play xbox and stuff because it like had my xbox games on it it's like a wd elements but i was like okay tell me how to do it it gave me step by step and i and i got it done and like half the time that I normally would, you know? Mm. So then I think that that companion like idea is going to carry over to like a Pokemon, basically like we're going to have AI Pokemon. So like (laughs) what you mean? (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um, I think that the first, so you got the Neuralink implant. I think that'll be the first one, but I think the second one, and if you think about it, VR, who the fuck wants to wear a fucking goggles on your head? You know, <laughs> like it hurts your fucking shit. You know, you can't see your surroundings. Like, you know, and what does it really accomplish? It's kind of just, just harder to like do shit with the fucking goggles on than not. Right. So I'm just like, okay, what's the thing here but the thing is why did meta invest in that why did why did meta buy facebook buy um 
Quest, the Quest 2. Why is fucking Apple making their thing? Because they're studying eye movements and marketing. That's what they're doing. I think personally, and, and then you got VR and you got AR, uh, you know, that alternated reality or whatever where like uh, digital things are like projected onto the environment and shit. I think okay. that the first like commercial, like real commercial thing that we're going to have besides like a brain chip that acts as like a Google is an eyeball. I think an eyeball is going to be able to scan your memories because they already got a company going on with like um, uh, where you can implant your consciousness into a robot and basically live forever. Like they already got like a startup doing there. Um, but I think it's going to be able to learn from your past it's gonna the eyeball is gonna be able to learn from your memory and from like your current situations and then it's be able to see things as well because with chat gg4 now ai can you know use image input and it can like decipher images and create them as well Crazy. so this eyeball is going to be Absolutely. going around with you like helping you out and shit you're gonna have like a you know like a basically just like robot vision you know so i mean that that's personally that's my that that's my that's my prediction for that. So you're saying we are going to develop a AI version of the third eye. Yeah. Pretty much. Hmm. The, that's crazy, dude. I don't uh I don't like that, man. I mean, it's right on your forehead, you know? It's, that's right where your brain is, you know? <laughs> Plug it right into your frontal right, cortex. That's, bam. That's, uh, yeah, man, That's that'd be taking over the, uh, you know, the, the term of the third eye and, like, the pineal gland and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Like how it's, um, like, that's where you go when you take DMT or whatever. Uh, or that'd be, it's like, it's supposed to be uh the portal mm-hmm. um between between the the spiritual realm the realm of all knowing to what we know as life yeah. the human experience um and that's supposed to be you know that's supposed to be activated and used as what you just explained but in a more natural and organic mm-hmm. way but with everything that we have going on and the focuses the society's on and underdeveloped uh, human biology, whatever the case is, yada, 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 yeah. we're not able to access that. So I personally think the, the elites, the people, the leaders and all that know about this. Um, and if people are able to get to that point in their brain with this pineal gland, everybody is free. Everybody will be all-knowing. There's no sense of control. Mm. But if me as an elite can can, can uh, develop this this third eye AI version, not only will I have access to the human, the intricate pieces of human biology uh, that you can't physically see or touch, I will have access to that. I will also have access to thoughts. Um, thinking patterns all that stuff if i have all this knowledge 
as an elite who created this third eye. And I also have these people relying mm-hmm. on me as the elite that created this third eye. I now have I now have mass control over every single thing that happens yep. in the are you familiar with all right one the pineal gland is also just like a quick mention the pineal gland is like mentioned in like uh uh like uh hinduism and like the like east a lot of eastern like art and stuff you know Mm. um so it's highlighted in there i'm sure you know that but also are you familiar with the book brothers dotievsky no okay so it was written by fyodor dotievsky and in the first or there's four, four books and i think and i believe it like towards the end of the first book he made like a comment here and it's about socialism so like and it was about like basically uh in, in the story the like the russian church is like meant it is kind of tied into the story a little bit and it was like okay so we're and it was basically we're here on earth and we are living in accordance with God. And once we die, we go to heaven, right? And socialism, and just a basic, you know, general idea, right? When we go to, when we, when we, this is our earthly realm. And when we die, we go to heaven. Socialism is heaven on earth. But Fyodor Dostoevsky didn't say that in a good way. When, when you attempt to have now, you can also go to the Book of Enoch, and uh, in it, ba- Jesus basically says that uh, it, it's it's a it, I think it was a Dead Sea Scrolls, but um, uh, Jesus basically said Yeshua basically says um, that heaven is scattered amongst earth, but that's I just I, I don't know I, I, for some reason I feel like I have to mention that whenever I like talk about something related to this but um socialism is basically like uh man trying to create that garden of eden man trying to create this heaven on earth where the idealistically everybody has the same thing nobody starves nobody um suffers but the reality is when you have socialism you find a dictator i mean if you look at china if you look at uh North Korea with Kim Jong-un. If you look at Russia, you got Putin over there. You got, generationally before that, you had, you know, Stalin. You had Hitler. I mean, you have, then you become these dictators. And especially, you know, in North Korea, that's super easy because, like, literally you can get um, uh, arrested by, if somebody comes in the middle of the night to inspect your shit and your painting of Kim Jong-un is, like, dusty on your wall. Like, you can just get... Boom. Okay, concentration camp. Like Crazy. Kim Jong Un is in a perverted idea god, and that's what that, that's basically what Fyodor Dostoevsky said in in you know the book. Um. So if we do, let's say like for example the eye thing, and like you're saying like the attack of the pineal gland, I didn't even fucking think of that, but it's like. Okay, now you have Elon Musk, for example, uh, who implants all this shit, and all of a sudden he's like, he's he's God. He has all of the like Tesla's, a you know, uh, 
Tesla's not necessarily like just a car company. Like he has multiple companies, but like Tesla, I mean like how like the self-driving for example you have to collect data in order to accomplish that you have to collect that data to yeah and you have you actually have to have like data coming in between back and forth to completely like uh um improve that system and everything uh and there that tesla is equipped with an ai because an ai is something that accomplishes like a human's job right but Mm. now not only does uh, what, what what the fuck was I talking about? Um, but now let's say you know, uh, uh, Elon Musk goes from Neuralink to like neuro eyeball in the center of your head, like you got a third eye, or you even got an eye implant and you got control of the pineal gland. Now he has information from all of these things, all of the faults that go wrong, so he can get feedback, so he can make this thing better. But not only that, but he can control the information, like for example, how ChatGPT is kind of like woke eyes, you know, wokenized. I mean, in that sense, whoever has control of like that pineal gland, the eyeball where you can like spy on everybody, like you really think Facebook, if they ever come up with that fucking eyeball, that they're not going to like spy on you and shit. I mean, they already do it on their social apps. So it's like whoever has control that is God in a theoretical perverted sense. Exactly. Exactly. That's completely what I... Once you get that many people, you're going to have all the information that there is to have on the human experience. And once you have all that information, like you said, you now have knowledge. Knowledge is power. Once you have all that power with all this knowledge, you now control a certain amount of stuff you're going to be able to control what these people see um and like you said there's there's places already experiencing this on a on a little bit of a lower scale but you know uh in north korea they 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 don't know certain things about the world because of what of what of how they're restrained so they don't even have the knowledge to understand that they're missing out on a lot of information about life if you're able to do that with everybody and you're able to keep them caged up and they don't have knowledge about anything, well, you're the all knowing. You're the all knowing. You you let them have bread, pieces, and crumbs whenever, um, and they think that you know we don't know shit. You know everything, so you're our god. Mm-hmm. I like how you explain that. That's just like, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna. That's exactly what's what's happening if uh, if things keep proceeding that way. Um, and our God will be a robot, you know? Yeah. I mean, in Revelations, it said that people worship a statue that moves. Mm. Mm. I I mean, once AIA comes about, I think that, I mean, that is the only obvious thing, because, like, a statue moving, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, the Bible is, like, people, a, people are notorious for interpretation of the Bible, to like explain things that people typically didn't know and that's like for example kosher like you don't eat these things because this back in the day could make you like super duper sick or this actually or circumcision for example actually decreases your chance of testicular cancer right i mean moving statue what the fuck is that besides transformer you know what is what is that besides uh you know 
giant AI, you know, like, like that is just like, like, Damn, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's deep as hell. I'd, I'd never even heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, man, Revelations, uh, the Bible in itself is like super in-depth, dude, and um, even doing um, reading, because I, I, right now I'm reading something called the Chumash, it's basically like a narration of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and it's just like, it's, it's just deep, and there's a lot of things that you can, uh, you know, tie to that, and you can actually like learn from, and you know whether or not you you know agree with the Bible or not. There's just so much wisdom to be extracted from that, and like I mean, see, yeah, there's something in the Bible too about uh, says something about what Mark of the Beast or something. Correct. Once that's once that's spread it around, what is it Armageddon? Yeah, I mean it's on your hand, right? And I or think, on your uh, forehead. See, and that's another thing. Like, if we get all, if we get this eye on our head, or let's say we get, we all get chipped, we all get chipped. Uh, whether that's Neuralink style, the eyeball style, um, we get a chip in our hand that that uh, runs our whole social credit system. Um, I think that'd be, you know, that'd be equivalent to what the Bible explains as Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Um. Fuck, dude, on the forehead, the fucking eye. That's, that's that's where the mark of the beast is. And then, if you also think, uh, um, think. God damn it. I'm. God damn it. Okay, I got a little distracted. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. All right, we're on it. My bad. Um, I should have just ignored that bitch. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, I mean, if you look, I, I think about it, like uh, the the scanning, th- like I mean, we're close to it, you know. Mark the like on the you know the on the head on the hand. I mean, even now on that, like, it's just a simple matter of you know chipping yourself or. You know, even when you go back, like rewind to that Travis Scott concert where all the people with like the vaccines and the weird noises in the in the portal that like represented like the portal to hell or whatever that was supposed to like open. Like if you even just rewind to that, like that's massively satanic. And even today, like we worship satanic things. Um all around. Yeah, I mean, like, when you're not meant to be, when you're not doing what you're meant to be doing, I mean, that's the work of the devil, you know? I mean, uh, it's even being a fan of, like, the Jeffrey Epstein show, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's everywhere, man. Like, these, you're, they're coming out with, um, all this evidence of, of, uh, demonic things or, or horrible crimes that these owners of all these, companies that everybody raves about um that are coming out you know with evidence of them doing they had satanic rituals or they got subliminal messages in their advertisements yep. or they're running sex trafficking behind these things um for example like the balenciaga uh i don't know too much about it but <clears throat> i know the owners were or the people who run it 
um, some of them were accused of sex trafficking. And uh, I think what it was was like um, they had a commercial and a there was like a there were kids like dressed up in their av- uh, dressed up in like the BDSM shit with like the leather and the you know shackles and the um yeah see gags that shit is just it's right that shit is crazy mm-hmm. bro i seen i i saw another thing too there was a advertisement i don't know if it was a poster or if it was a commercial but it was for balenciaga um and there's a it's like it shows an image of a of an office mm-hmm. and in the office and i don't know I couldn't tell you exactly if it was even an advertisement, but Balenciaga posted it. But in the office, there's a stack of papers on the mm-hmm. desk. Um, you can you can make out a name on the stack of the papers, and it's actually not hard to see. Like you can actually see it and probably be able to read it mm-hmm. well. On that name on the stack of papers, it's on the top stack, so it's not like super hidden, but it's also not blatantly in your face. That name you look up that name it's a it's a guy who did a lot of uh uh he got accused for or not accused he was found guilty for um child pornography and a whole bunch of other uh pedophilic you know mm-hmm. criminal uh things and it's just like why are you posting this right like what's what's going on um why is that in why is that why are those papers on your on your desk? Whatever the case may be, um, and it's just stuff like that where I think they they almost mock the general public. They they make these things uh, obvious and well known, and you know we catch them doing this stuff, and no one holds them accountable because you know with that with that advertisement you just explained, and with all these other things that uh, people are finding out and seeing. Uh, that Balenciaga is doing at the end of the day, people are still going to be paying top dollar for these companies. Um, I mean, so it's almost like they can just do whatever they want and get away with it. No, I like the way you said, like they almost mock the general public. Cause I mean, that really what it is like, it's in the open, you know, and it's it's exactly against all the things that they actually, you know, say in public. Like it's a direct, um, uh, yeah, they're basically just lying to you and then, like, dancing on your fucking, you know, either tax dollars on your uh, on your money, on your energy, like, filling your brain with fucking garbage and all that, you know? I mean, that's really what it is. There's no kind of, like, there's no, like, respectful relationship almost with a lot of these people. Not at all, man. Not at all. Like, we all know, man, how... And I don't know if it's... And this is very, you know, uneducated of me to even say, but I don't... We all know how Nike and Jordan at least was made. Like, it's factories and these foreign countries with these, you know, sweat sweat shops with these kids getting... Working hella labor hours. Like, I don't... Is that still a thing? I mean, I... As of like last year, yes, <laughs> like that's the last time I've we'll really see, yeah, and I heard of it. I know, like I, I know that's a thing with cell phones too. Like our cell phones yeah. are made over overseas, and they're made uh made in these shops where people are put through hard labor and make little to no money. That is 
like those are the most popular companies. Mm. Those are the most bought bought brands. And everybody knows it. They I don't they don't even keep it a secret. Like if somebody goes to China, finds these shops, let's say somebody snuck into these shops, records it, posts it on social media and is like, hey, like all these this Apple or this Nike tennis shoe everybody's buying, this iPad everybody's buying and using, this is how it's being made, this is the people that's making it, they're not getting paid anything for this, look what you guys are supporting. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have you're gonna have like a little bit of a rage on social media and whatnot, but after a little while, like I just people are still going to buy that product at the end of Ain't the day. Care. Whether they agree with it or not. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's I mean it's listen crazy. So remember we were talking about like uh, like humans have that dark side or whatever. I mean that's kind of just like the shadow or whatever, yeah. dude. I mean like, look, if I had a company and I made fucking uh, iPod iPads, you know, I made some little pads, little tablets or whatever, you know, or I got like a little cologne right. company, and it's and I have the I'm able to manufacture in china like in a sweatshop and it's fucking 20 times cheaper personally i'm gonna do that you know because it's it's going on anyway i have this opportunity and if, why are these people working in there in the first place because that's the best opportunity that they have in that country you know so for me it's it's i mean it's you have a moral dilemma somebody's you know doing work in in a place that isn't exactly up to standard in your home country but back there i mean that might be the best opportunity that they actually have you know and for me i'm just like okay it benefit it, it, i have the opportunity i can i can evade taxes i can have a business set up in fucking you know sweden i, I can evade taxes in panama I don't think they do that anymore, mm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, tell me why not? I mean, it's yeah. The way of the, the way of the human world. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's hard. Um, you know, with struggles like that with, you know, living in Western civilizations where we have a lot of privileges um, we do not live a hard life whatsoever, at least in in ways that other countries experience that. Um, I just when people follow these these leaders or um, movements or whatever that's supposed to lead to, you know, the the perfect life. Everybody's happy. Nobody struggles. I just don't think that's mm-hmm. reality. And I don't think it ever will be reality. I don't think it ever should be reality. You know, we. I think, like you said, there's a dark side of of life as well as a light side light side of life. And I think you need both of those to uh, understand and and grow within within life itself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Um, I mean, once you separate those two, you don't really. I mean, you're not your complete self, you know, and I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's a long, arduous process, and not only that, but it's like, 
if you're able to know like uh this is also a way that i think about it it's like people get mad at they say that billionaires should pay more taxes right Right. I'm under the belief that they should pay a lot less taxes, if not zero taxes. And this is my kind of like reasoning. One person. So if we go to. um, If we're going to do. For example, fucking. Um. Damn it. Uh, yeah, Jeff DeBezos was doing the Amazon. One man created the biggest online, not just store, I mean online store, but like I think store in the world, right? Um, like Amazon does millions of dollars a day. Jeff Bezos is like what, the, like the third richest man in the world right now? Um, somewhere in that top. Yeah, he's yeah. up there. But the thing is, he's created, uh, you know, you have the, but he's created jobs for, I don't know how many people, but a lot of people. It's created entire ecosystem. It, it's increased. It's Amazon alone has bettered the economy, right? So that in itself should be you know taxes now of course you know we have a tax thing which i mean jeff bezos probably pays very little taxes just by taking taking advantage of the system because the system benefits people who partner with the government first and foremost you know for example if you're going to buy real estate or something like that you're going to get benefits because you're in a long-term partnership with the government and jeff bezos is somebody who's bettering a system in which the government oversees, right? So, um, right. I mean, his livelihood is something that... Anyway, but, but so Jeff Bezos probably doesn't pay taxes, or at least many, but, I mean, that's under my belief that... But people say that it's bad that people don't, but they really don't see, like, the other side of it, you know? Like, one thing's being preached by, you know, Hillary Clinton, Obama, like, Trump's famous moment... Yeah, they won't show you tax re- tax returns because like all the people who lobby for Hillary Clinton, they benefit from those tax laws where they pay zero to little tax. Like, mm. I think it's a good thing. I think it's fantastic. But people just like galvanize it and they think it's bad. Whereas, uh, and and that's they're just completely ignoring that you know, they themselves have failed to take advantage of the same benefits. I Yeah, I that makes a lot of sense. Like, if, if rich people paid more taxes, wouldn't, wouldn't that, you know, not allow for local, you know, local businesses or people starting businesses outside of corporations to be as successful? So if so, what you're saying is if they don't pay taxes, they're like the rich people pay taxes and the small. Well, okay. Well, 
No, well, yeah. no, no. I mean, like, so, like, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like agreeing with the point where the more money you have, or the more money you yes. make, not the more money you have, but the more money you make, the less taxes you should pay. Um, like, if if I start a small business, uh, and, um, you know, I'm making more money than the average, average human being or average male mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, and I'm support and I'm doing things for the local, the local town. Like say I open up a sandwich shop, I make a good amount of money. You know, I'm making like 120 a year mm-hmm. and personally, probably I'm a local, I'm a local business. Yeah. Personally, like I'm a local business. Um, I'm taking care of local, uh, residents, I'm developing relationships. I'm not a corporation, so I'm not. You know, my the sandwiches I make is a little bit more homemade, good ingredients. They're not something that's just getting packaged from GMO farms shipped to my place just to get as much product out. You know, not necessarily caring the, about the quality, but more so the quantity, like most corporations. Um, I would be less successful if I had the more money I made, I had to pay more taxes mm. because I'm a small business. Um, but I'm still making a lot of money. Yeah. I, there's no way I'm going to be able to compete and hang on with people who pay less taxes that do less. Exactly. Work. I mean, if you have a business that brings in $50,000 a year, you're going to be able to benefit from the same things that Chef Bezos does and Elon Musk does. Exactly. For example, like, uh, I used to work for a small landscaping company called Omaha Landscaping Solutions. The owner uh, literally just went, quote, full Donald Trump and did not pay any taxes for the year. Like he did, like he got the accountant and basically zero tax liability whatsoever. And the business only did, actually it did, actually did pretty well. I think it, I think that year they might've gotten to like 800K for the entire year, but um, 800K? Like they're close to a million for one year. Yeah. But, um, and it was just done by some oh. poor guys in, uh, Bennington just decided to like two brothers. Well, the older brother started and the younger brother followed and they have both landscaping, hardscaping, um, uh, mowing, by the way, we're sponsored. Not really, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're able to pay zero taxes just like everybody else. You know, it's, once people start like realizing that. I mean, the information has been out there forever. Just people don't, you know, put their best forward a lot of the times. And a lot of times, you know, they just get carried away with on, uh, employee employeeness because employee income, you're not going to get the same tax benefits, you know, like. Um, but the only person who's an entrepreneur at Facebook is fucking uh, uh, Zuckerberg, old Zucky. Man, hey, this man, this shit's mind-boggling for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, so many uh, avenues of being uh, rich, wealthy, and uh, playing the game of life to stay rich, wealthy, mm-hmm. or gain more capital. Um. Yeah, man. You would think the average person thinks the more money I make the harder 
it is to I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just making shit up. Or what, what was the thought? Like I guess I was thinking like you know, it's very hard to be rich. Mm-hmm. And once you are rich, it's very hard to maintain being rich. Yeah. But I think that would be just a general concept people may agree with. That could just be, you know, a false assumption that I have. But I think I personally, well, from what I've seen and learned, I'm sure it's e- it's kind of easy to get a lot of money. And then maybe finding that one initial place to put your money is a little difficult. But once you find that initial place to put your money you can maintain and gain even more money very easily. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess like, like even you going, my bad, my bad. I didn't mean to, you know, go over you, but even, um, what, well, I know a a trend that I see a lot of millionaires say is the hardest million to make is the first million. After that, every other million is Mm. easy. Yeah. Um, Grant Cardone, I actually, like, I follow him a little bit, you know, when I first started getting into, like, kind of, like, what I want to do, I took, like, a, like, a weekend course or whatever to, like, learn about sales, marketing, a little bit of real estate, I think, at the end, but now I still have a few books by him, like, how to, like, investing in real estate 101, and then his 10x book, you know, but right. I mean, I, ha- I haven't even fucking read him yet, but you know, like he's kind of like, I kind of <laughs> follow him a little bit. I like his interview, especially the one with, he had with Dana White, but, um, Damn, he had an interview yeah, with dude, Dana yeah, White. it was, uh, it was actually really interesting. Uh, got to learn about Dana White's history and kind of like how he got his wealth, I guess. Um, but one of the things he said, like he said, is like millionaires once they get that first million like they're afraid to lose it and they're not and they can't and it's exactly what you're saying at least i think that's exactly what you're saying uh is like once they get that million they're kind of like scared to lose that so you know they're the worst penny pitchers you know and um they they don't necessarily take the same risks that they would in getting that million you know so they're so they, you know, they kind of cap out at the thing that they're doing. Let's say you have a pretty successful, you end up like building a pretty successful business, like a mechanical shop and you have multiple shops and it's bringing in like half a million a year. Well, now that becomes comfortable right. and you know that. So now you, you don't really transition to the next step, which would, which would net you like hundreds of millions or tens of millions. So yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, like I hear what you're saying, like the the uh, like the f- was that what you're talking about, like the fear of kind of like moving on there past that, or was it? Well, I guess I guess I I don't necessarily 100 percent know. I just remember hearing maybe a couple people say that you know after that first million mm-hmm. is hard to get. And after that, it's it's easier to make millions. And that like I could see what you mean by they don't want to lose that million. Well, you know, it, it probably took a lot and a little while to get that first yeah. million. They probably made a lot of mistakes. So now, you know, they 
like you said, take less risk. So they probably have learned from their mistakes. So they're a little bit more calculated on things that they do, um, which less risk when it comes to making that next million and mm-hmm. um, will in turn, you know, more money, less risk, which is always the best avenue you can take. Whereas that first million, you know, you're kind of just you're just doing what you can uh, to get out there and make that money. Um, but I mean, I'm no millionaire yeah. yet, so I don't know what the fuck it takes. Yeah, yeah man. Fucking, I guess that path, man, because like, um, yeah, doing like, thinking ahead and everything, like, you don't really know, like, especially now, like, um, like, we have our goals and the things that we stick to, you know, the things, believe things that we, like, we believe are important and we're not gonna, or, well, and we kind of, like, stick on that path and we have some, like, hopefully potential outcome, you know, but, I mean, that's something that, like, personally, I've been, like, struggling with, you know, like, staying on kind of that path, but also, like, not struggling because I think I've, like, realized that I don't really fucking care for, like, business and, like, kind of making money that way because like I don't have because like uh I think I might be like a creative person you know so like um Mm. kind of finding being able to find that avenue for me is like really nice but also it's like okay so this is what I want to do but that path also has a chance of failure and it's really scary. So how am I going to, so how do you navigate this, these waters, you know, how do you navigate this ocean to the big seven figures, you know, or fucking six right. figures. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. As long man, making your own money, man. I, I rather, uh, Mark Cuban said it himself too. But I rather, he said a little bit different, but I rather make 50K a year working for myself than making 80K a year working for somebody yeah. else. Personally, if I can, if I can make 50K a year working on my time, doing something that I have set myself to do rather than going to make 80, 90K even doing something that I care nothing about and I'm under somebody else's rules, I would definitely choose that. And that's what I'm kind of working towards as well. Um, But like you said, man, that navigating those waters and trying to, trying to find a boat to hop on is, is difficult Mm. for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's a barrier to entry to everything. There's a cost to everything. So it's right. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that you know but um but yeah that i because i heard that same mark cuban quote and i was like i like really sat back and i like thought about it and i was like okay well if i made what was it like a million dollars a year employed what what what, 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 what was the f- yeah he said something crazy he said he said 750k oh, yeah. a year employed yeah. he would rather he would rather work 50k 
a year or make 50k a year working 80 hours than making 750k a year under somebody else uh working 60 hours yeah yeah dude i mean i don't think i so much understood it like then but it was like but now it's like it's just that independence you know it's that want to like forge your own path i guess and it's freedom freedom like having that bigger vision having that just like why would i why would i want to go work for somebody else for now of course like there's a difference between you know like 40k a year versus or versus like 750 you know right but or 50k but um i mean why not you either Get rich or die trying, you know, to quote my mm. key Glock, you know, so, I mean. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Shatner. To the M, but, uh, yeah, that's, it's really what it is. Like, what, what really is the purpose of life besides doing whatever the fuck you want, you know? Right. So, that's, I, guess that, I guess that's a dream, you know, to be able to do that. Right, right. Yep, for yeah. sure, man. Uh, but I guess everybody figures it out on their own. Yeah. So it is. People, like, you can't, uh. Yeah. It's like, even like, uh taking advice you know like you seem like you have like like you're like a student you know almost like you like are very like open and like you try to like learn from everybody and you like um i feel like you like do a very good job of like listening and prioritizing like learning from others you know um i appreciate yeah dude like like seriously it's like a trait that like you know like is like good <laughs> like like i take yeah it's, it's good it's good uh yeah no that is something that i guess i don't i've always you know enjoyed i've always enjoyed hearing other people's perspectives and other people's point of views um and applying it to you know my experience because i just feel like if i'm so focused on me 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 how i look at things uh it can tend to get a little bit too it can it can tend to be a little bit more of a of a selfish outlook than you know what the what the meaning of whatever it is that i'm getting advice or what or a view on actually is um So, no, I do appreciate that, that uh, someone notices that. I do try to be open-minded with everybody that gives me advice or whatever. Yeah. And also, do you like, um, like, when you listen to advice, like, like, what's, like, your thought on, like, spitting out the meat and chewing out, or chewing the meat and spitting out the bones type uh, kind of thoughts? So... I, tr- I have obviously I obviously have 
my own personal set of views and morals that I feel are just part of me that I don't go back on, regardless of how somebody views or experiences something um, and explains it to me. Like there's a certain level where I'm like, okay, like me personally, no matter what you say um, or what you do, what you try to prove that's not going to change my outlook on this, these specific things. Like these are just my core values. Mm -hmm. So when I'm listening, you know, I'm trying to take in advice that is explaining about the situation that I may have asked about or somebody noticed and they want to give me advice on or whatever the case may be. I'm listening. If anything goes, you know, past my core values within what I'm listening to, then that's something that I kind of, you know, dismiss a little bit. I'll still take in, listen mm-hmm. to and try to understand. But it's not I'm not just someone who anytime anybody tells me something, I'm just like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. But I'm more so trying to get a different perspective. So I'm not just looking at something from yeah. one aerial view, you know, like the Statue of Liberty. When I was when I was uh, in New York, the Statue of Liberty looks a lot different when you're on a ferry boat um, on the dock and, you know, you're quite a bit away versus when you're driving past the Statue of Liberty um, and you're right next to it. It looks like two different things. So the more views I can get on a certain thing, the better I can understand Mm it is how I kind of look at it. No, I think that's great. Like having a circumventing uh point of perspective and trying to understand things besides a linear way and not only that but able to like get a firmer grasp and maybe being either more or less like convicted in like your own past because of that right mm-hmm. no, that's yeah absolutely no, that's good it's good value good values there um Appreciate yeah that. going on i mean yeah, but also like I think it doing that also kind of strengthens um or at least I would think that it strengthens um like your ability to like strengthen yourself like in your position, right? Like not being less being able to the more pro- information that you process, the more you'll be able to tell whether or not something may or may not be like on your individual way. Right would see if if cuz like when i get somebody else's perspective and say you know some the situation's going on and i feel like i'm doing something wrong and i just can't seem to figure out what it is that i'm doing wrong well i get a lot more perspectives and they're starting to be like well dude you it looks like and it sounds like you've done everything that you can i think this time the other person that you're having issues with or the the thing you're trying to pursue that just isn't working mm. out so you know that always wakes me up to a little bit of different possibilities than just one track minded of of thinking no i have to just push through it i have to just get through it when sometimes you know that just i always, i'm always one for pushing as far as you can get but sometimes you know just it, it doesn't always work yeah. that way yeah i mean like uh what, what what's his name Anyway, you know, gambling, you know, like you don't lose if you don't quit, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, so 
I guess, but yeah, I think this podcast was dope. You know, I you gotta go. Wait, do you have to go at seven, right? Yeah, I'm uh, okay. head to practice. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, probably not. I might. There's like a five percent chance oh, I'll be fair. there. But um, damn. But yeah, man, it was this is great. Um, uh, this is the first remote podcast. I was kind of like scared to like not be able to like see this other person, you know. <laughs> but no man i i enjoyed it I, I thank you for having me on again yeah. man i love doing these things with you this one has definitely been fun i feel like we you know we got through mm-hmm. a lot of information and we didn't get too sidetracked like we yeah. usually do yeah it was yeah we had like a focus like bro like i said dude like we both got better at this podcasting thing we got we both got better on the mic so right yeah oh yeah absolutely that's what it is man but yeah yeah bro thank you for coming on it was definitely really fucking fun and uh uh have you on again sometime maybe maybe hop on that mma podcast within the next uh few weeks or whatever hell yeah man do you mind if i shout my yes dude yeah plug plug whatever you need yeah all right appreciate it if for anybody who's listening and interested in mma content um me and the host sebastian uh we do a podcast called um operation combat that we just talk about everything combat sports wrestling jiu-jitsu boxing mma kickboxing etc um we're on apple and we are also on spotify and that's pretty much all i got man sweet bro hey man it's been good man so hell yeah man i'll see you later i'll see you sometime this this week or next week for sure sure. peace out